Welcome. This here is Cletus, and this is Cletus's Garage. This week, we're going to be changing the air filter on our 64 steak bed. It's going to be the most exciting two hours you spend this week. Guaranteed. Psych, motherfuckers. It's living large and hard. Ahoy, mateys. This is part three of a hybrid podcast with Fueled by Coffee with my friend Matt Nichols. We hadn't seen each other in well over a year and a half since he interviewed me here at the Skybox. Way back when. So we decided to get together because I'm fucking going away. So it was like a hello, goodbye thing. This is part three. If you have not heard part one or part two, do that because we do refer back to things in a very comedic way. Oh my God, will you ever laugh? Or not. Anyway, this is part three. Bye. All right, we're rolling. This is uh, segment three. This will probably be the last one for for the day. This will be our wrap-up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're doing this because we haven't done it. We haven't talked to talk. We did it at uh, Dorney Park. We had dorks at Dorney, us and Gator. We did that it was a couple times. COVID, we would go yeah. to Dorney Park on a fucking extremely cold night the last time. It was so fucking horrible. <laughs> and you guys had shorts yeah. and t-shirts. Yeah. At least I had a jacket and a hat. <clears throat> so Dorney Park is an amusement park. Okay, I'm going to gesture. This is to Matt's <laughs> left and my right. Right over there. Jeez. Oh, right over there. And um, you can actually see the rides. I mean, there's pose- there's possessed. See it? You can probably see it from here. You can see the ends of possessed. Oh yeah, I up. see it. There it is. Yeah. And there's uh, Steel Force. You can see the people putting their hands up. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, Hydra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we would go there for the scare night. We, they have their haunted shit, and we would just walk around. And women would hit on Matt, and yeah. they'd run in terror for me, thinking I was part of it. Yeah. Be- uh, bending backwards. Yeah. The one year I went, the one girl came up to me and said you look like post malone i shit you not. it was before <laughs> it was when i was it was when i was chubbier uh, and my beard was not groomed and uh and yeah. you look chill <sighs> i'm never uh, no. <laughs> all right but yeah we would do the yes. yeah we so gator is a genius in his own way but we would go and we miss that guy dorks at dorney and yeah so we would do that but Matt and I have not talked, talked, we've texted, which is not having a conversation because there is no digression, there is no overlapping chatter. It's there usually no just eye contact, there is no gesturing. It's usually just bends and quick thoughts throughout the day. Yeah, it's just, and people, I'm talking to someone. Really? Because the phone's not next to your head. Yeah. And again, that's not talking. When I was a kid, yeah, I did that. Um, you had full duplex phones. Man yeah. knows what that is. But what, for those of you who don't, full duplex means you could talk over each other. Yeah. And it was like having a fucking conversation. You weren't there, but you could talk over each other. Cell phones, how many times do you go? You go. You go. You go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. It ruins it. Yeah. It ruins it. Oh, yeah. Now, if you go to my uh, podcast... 
Let's Talk <laughs> from over a year ago now. Jesus, because yeah. I was talking about during the pandemic, you're going to talk to some people more than you ever talked to them. Yep, yep, you're going to yep. talk to people less. And I predicted that it's going to change how things are as far as communication with people in people's lives. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, so we haven't talked. So we're getting together because uh, today is end of July-ish. Yeah. Year of our pandemic. Dose. And I stopped working, thank fuck, in two weeks. And then I leave four days after that for Europe. Not sure at this point. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be. Potentially. Yeah. At this point, it's going to be Copenhagen and Tallinn in Estonia and either Riga in Latvia, which looks like it's probably not going to be, or Vilnius in um, Lithuania. And then uh, Lisbon's still on, still on the thing. And then I come back from that, and then I move to Chicago because this buddy of mine that I've known since he was younger than you, Richie fucking Rich, I got mad at him one day. Yeah. I said, you, look at you, you fucking Richie fucking Rich cocksucker. Because um, he looked like Richie Rich in the movie, the live action movie. Yeah. You know, it's like when I call the guy Scuba Head. I still don't know why I call the guy Scuba Head. But anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was figuring out I was retiring and I was going to move to Ecuador because that's all I could afford. He said, yes, he was looking to leave the country too. And then tell me about it and this and that. And he goes, well, you're going to rent from me. I'm like, no, I'm not going to rent from you because I'll probably meet someone in Ecuador that I'm going to live with. And yeah. I don't want you wandering out in your goddamn, you know, hunched over with your fucking baggy shorts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that happen. Oh, really? Yeah, really. I said, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I had your money, he makes a lot of money. He makes six figures. With that, with, I pointed, again, left hand, my left, pointing at Matt. He's got his laptop open. That's all the guy needs. I go, what speed do you need for a connection? He goes, faster than dial-up. I go, you're fucking nuts. I said, I'm on a budget because I'm on Social Security. Mm -hmm. I have very little money every month, so I need to go somewhere like Ecuador where I could afford it. There were other places that were cheaper, but they were hot weather countries, and I can't stand that. I lived in Tallahassee, Florida, two years, yeah. and I fucking hated it. I hated it weather-wise. I hated it. Anyway. I said, what I would do is travel the world. I said, you can go anywhere without a visa on your American passport for less than 90 days, 90 days or less. Why don't you just go to Barcelona for two months and then run over to Paris for two months and then run to London for three months and then run, and then two months later, yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, I thought about what you said. Well, I'm going to do that. You can stay at my place in Chicago for free. I went. Dude, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think what's an even better idea is that you didn't listen to me when I said you should sell your condo. Because <laughs> I was talking to him, I go, "What the fuck are you holding on to that thing for?" Yeah, yeah. I goes, he goes, "Well, it's I go, you don't need it." And then, well, luckily he held on to it. He goes, "Well, I just pay utilities." And I go, well, "What if I bring the seventy-five inch TV and leave it?" He goes, "All right, that's a deal." And he's going to be gone for the entire fucking year. Gone. Mm -hmm. He says he doesn't plan on coming back, which I don't know if he can legally do. As a citizen, I, I'm not sure how that works if you have to come back at a certain point. Yeah. I don't know. Can you can you do like a drop-in and then head out again? Or yeah, I'm yeah. sure you could just do that, get your passport yep. off. I, you probably can go for a year, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, I'm going to be in Chicago, which I've been to because I'm from the Midwest. All right, I'm holding up my right hand. <laughs> and with my left, I'm pointing to the middle of my palm. That's where I'm from in Michigan, Lansing. Um, and... 
So he's going to be gone for the entire year, which is good. And I don't like roommates. I like being with someone in a relationship and living with them. I don't like roommates. And I'm going to be gone at least once a month all the way through June of next year at this point. You're welcome to join me, you and Kayla. I told you, Nick Cave concert in Berlin, June 29th next year. Holy shit, that's a long ways away. That's why you plan for it. I used to have these parties at the absinthe board. I go, okay, a year from now, when people are at my house for five days or eight days for the parties, I go, a year from now, I don't know what I'm doing a year from now, here's what you can do to solve that problem. Plan on a year from now being at the fucking house again. I don't, I don't get that. If you don't want to come again, just say you don't want to come again. But I don't know what I'm doing in a year. Right, so plan it. So say you're going to be there. Um, so, yeah, I got all these trips. Sometimes I'm, like, popping in six days later, and I'm, I'm fucking back out again just right. long enough to like do Like, between, laundry. like, out of the country in Chicago? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no domestic trips, none. Gotcha. None whatsoever. They're all foreign. Uh, foreign. They're all European, mm-hmm. except... Japanuary, when Japan. I'm going to Japan. That's I love Japan. I got fucked on that one. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, I remember. So that. I had yeah. I had four hundred and five dollars round trip, mm-hmm. and then it came in at two hundred and two, and I thought, how am I going to get this to work? But it was a different airline, mm-hmm. and then they canceled the four hundred four. So they canceled the four hundred and four. I think either that or they suckered me, and they said, "Get your refund." I got this thing from Air Canada. I go refund. You never told me it was canceled. Non-domestic airlines will do that. They don't have to tell you by law. Right. You're responsible for your thing. So I went, oh, they fucking canceled it. Well, you know, I'm going to put in now for my money. And then I went, fuck. So now I'm not going. And I went, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm going. Mm-hmm. I've waited 40-some fucking years. I don't care if now it costs $1,200. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out instead of having to come here and stay in a hotel and leave from JFK and come back and stay in a hotel and leave from JFK and fly from Chicago to New York. So all that's gonna cost like four or 500 bucks anyway by the time it's done. Mm. I'm flying out of Chicago and it's less airtime yeah. overall. There you go. I don't know how that works. <laughs> they go to, I go to Montreal, it, airfares, I love it. Now that I've been doing this for well over a year. So Philly, is cheap a lot of the time for That's, some reason. We're flying from Philly to Denver, and it was real cheap. Yes, and then if you look at Newark, which is the exact same distance from here, it might be five hundred dollars more. Mm-hmm. If you look at if you have a connecting flight, because when from Japan it was Montreal, mm-hmm. and I'm like I've never been to Montreal. I'll just go to Montreal, and it'll be cheaper, and I'll just stay in Montreal. No, it's not four hundred dollars. It's nine hundred dollars. Yeah. So then I go, I'll go, I'll go to Seattle. I really, I've been there multiple times. Didn't do a lot of looking around. I'll go to Seattle because it's cheap because it's so much closer. Mm. It's still $900. I'll go to San Francisco. I like San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I haven't been there in ages. I know people there. I'll go. It's $900. What (laughs) the fuck? Yeah. That's, I remember when I was looking for our flights to Colorado, I looked, I literally exhausted every possible option. I looked at. ABE to Colorado Springs, ABE to Denver, Philly to Colorado Springs, Philly to Denver. Yeah. And it ended up being cheapest just going from big city to big city because yep. the other airports are smaller and it's, you know. And, well, and plus, we have no connecting flights. We're going straight from Philly to Denver, straight from Denver to Philly. There you go. I got no connecting yeah, flights. Yeah, I, when I flew back to Michigan last time, it was 
it's on Delta. So for some reason, I just go to Detroit, lay over, and then go on. 258, something like that. I'm flying to the fucking Canary Islands off the coast of Africa for 313. Yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm flying. I don't know if you have... Uh, this is the first time I've flown since that trip to Missouri when I was nine years old. Yeah. I'm flying Frontier Airlines going out. Never, I don't know anything about them. You just, know what? It has engines and seats. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah. And it probably, probably a pilot. <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> so, a pilot. Uh, here's a word of advice. Don't use the bathroom. I'm just saying. There yeah. may be a guy trying to pull his pants up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was... Yeah, that was... Yeah. So if you wanted, that was... Uh, I don't know what that was called. It was my first one. Something at 30,000 feet. So that's my Trapped first at 30,000 Trapped feet. Trapped at 30,000 feet. Thank you. A fan. <laughs> well, I'll tell the other one you listened. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can help you with airfares because yeah. now I am a fucking swami at it. Actually, I am, I'm all over that shit. Yeah. It, it was just uh, but Japan. I have a huge appreciation for Japan. Like, not that I never did, but... I've talked about it on the podcast before. I played this video game called Shenmue yeah. over the winter, and it takes pl- it, it came out in like the early 2000s, made by Sega, and it was about it's like typical Japanese revenge story. Your father's killed, you have to you know find who killed him. Yeah, just like typical. Yeah. But it was like it was the first game of its time that was an open world. Like you can go anywhere, you can talk to anyone, you can explore, yeah. and you know it's dated because it's 21 years old now. But the story behind it and like it captured. Uh, Yakaska, the culture there so well and like if you you can walk it's uh the main streets Dubuita street De, i think that's how you pronounce it you can walk the street and it looks identical to the one in the game yeah. obviously it's it's wild but just playing that game i'm like yo japan is so cool like well, when i was younger than you when i was in high school there was a series on pbs before pbs was you know for, for old people? Old, old, retarded, <laughs> yeah. old people with mental de- deficiencies. They had a, an entire year of international movies. Mm. So one month was Japan. So for four, they had four weeks on Friday or Saturday night before you could record it. So you had to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I remember watching Seven Samurai and Rashomon and I went, wow. And then you look and it's just this little, and they fought Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And oh, they yeah. fought China. Oh, yeah. You know, I tell people, I said, if you take that Japanese mentality and put it in the resource-rich, you know, continent that we have, like, you take that and put that in America, the whole world would be Japanese. Because mm-hmm. they're this little fucking bunch of islands, mm-hmm. and they're like, China, fuck that. There's only a billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. God, yeah. God. And they took on the entire fucking world in World yeah. War Two. Yeah. So, and there's that, and the whole, yeah, the martial arts thing, and the music, and I was like, oh, I gotta check this out. And the design thing. I had a book, a coffee table book. You know what a bento box is? I've heard of them, yeah. yeah. A lunch, yeah, Yeah. and a bento box. That's all it was, was pictures of (laughs) bento boxes along the fucking main train station line, and everything is so meticulous. Mm -hmm. And then they get on these weird things. They get into weird stuff, you know? It's it's wild. Well, I watched a video recently about one. It was like a cafe that was run by no one. It was all vending machines. 
Yeah. And they could go and they could get like yeah. a hot sandwich. It's it's so cool because like that's pretty foreign here. But like when you think about it, it's a genius. It's just well, unique. there was it's captivating to me because it's you know something. New York City had a lot, and I believe Philly. Philly may have had the last one. I can't remember what, Horning and Harting or something like that. And that's what you did. You went in and there was all these glass case things, and you put your nickel in. You got a piece of pie or whatever. That's cool. So yeah. when I went to Amsterdam, um, no podcast yet. I am finally, like I said, going back after trying in May, in October, in May, and the hotel said, look, you're only supposed to change your thing once. I was like, well, if you cocksuckers would have given me a refund, then I would have said, fuck you anyway. But that was the only place. When I go internationally, I go to the corner store. Mm -hmm. If it's a little deli or something, there's one called Monsieur F, Mr. Fuck, I called it, in Paris, (laughs) right down from the Airbnb. So I went to Mr. Fuck, and they had these fantastic little fucking sandwiches on a real mini baguette with a real pickle and real thin sliced prosciutto and it was only like eight euro it was like eight and a half dollars and it was fucking phenomenal then you go up front and they got macarons you know the yeah mac- yeah oh yeah. my god they were so fucking good and <laughs> so that two places i ate in amsterdam other than the store and one was the vending machine thing it was horrible but it was cool. Yeah, it, that's it was what it is. It's cool. It was just a little. I'm looking around my. Hey, look! I'm looking around my apartment with nothing in it. It's just a little room. I would say it's the size. I'm gesturing over there again, yeah. folks, with my thumb. This Towards time. the kitchen. To the kitchen. Yeah, Matt's right. My left. Whatever. Which way you're listening? You're probably laying down, going, "Why am I putting up with this shit?" But yeah, so very small, and you just go in and pop your fucking euros in your coin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like I said, it's basically inedible. But then there was another place yeah. I knew about. Um, they're called Vlamfrit, the French fries there. Mm. And these, this place is known. They do it the right way. They, I think it's 300 degrees or whatever, the centigrade. They do that, then they set them out, and then they fry them again at 350. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so I'm like, uh, it's down here somewhere. This is, you know, couldn't afford to have the cell phone. This is like whatever years ago. So I go, it's down here, over here. And I go, oh, there's the line. It's in an alley. Yeah, <laughs> I go, yeah. there it is. And I had it. I had learned how to say two please in Dutch, mm-hmm. but everyone spoke, everyone speaks English. Yeah. So, so I go and, oh man, that was good. And then on the French fry thing, the only place that we ate in Iceland that wasn't, oh my God, everything's so fucking expensive. Really? Unfucking believable But I had the skier, the, the uh, fucking... Um, yogurt. It was cheaper oh, here. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cheaper here than it is there. That's funny. But uh, went in and had French fries. I was like, how how much can this? Oh, Fifteen bucks. For, I'm holding my hands. Yeah. Like not that big a thing for yeah. fifty. But oh fuck, they were as good as the flam free. Wow, they were really it, fucking good. That, that's the one thing I talk about with Kayla. Not all the time, but frequently we'll talk about like kind of bending back to this whole like the way America eats the quality of food outside of America because all of our stuff is so processed and like other countries have such a they have uh, fuck what's the word our culture of eating normally well that (laughs) and also their stuff isn't as processed like they have more uh, I don't want to say benchmarks more requirements for for getting the food to the store well that was one of the things in Ecuador was no GMO yeah that was a national law Mm mm-hmm yeah. So, yeah, the um, it's not as yeah. 
like the, the store that ended up going to frequently in Amsterdam because it was handy and uh, things were in normal size portions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, here it says family size and it's one fuck just sitting down and eating all the fried chicken. Yeah. And the yeah. family size. <laughs> they just yeah. put family size on so they don't feel guilty. Yeah. How many kids you got at home? Uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Me. Right. So, oh, yeah. And just definitely tastes like food. There's a chain called Prêt à Manger. There's one in Philly. Next time you're there, go find it. You're not going to be overwhelmed with how good it is because it isn't here in America. Right. That was the point. We hit those up in Paris as well, Prêt à Manger. They're based in London. So in London, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Walked out of the, the Airbnb sucked in London. There's certain cities like when I'm staying in Belgrade in um, whatever it's called now, Serbia, so I can take a train trip to Montenegro. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm staying there. Um, they have no Air, none, no Airbnbs, no Airbnbs, but they have this really fucking cool hotel for, I think I'm paying 70 bucks a night or 80. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the bed has a wooden slats at the end to differentiate it from the other part of the room, and the TV's on there, and you can flip it from one to the other. Ah. And to, I'm not going to be watching TV, yeah. but anyway... Shit like that, and now I'm lost again. <laughs> well, what we originally were talking oh, about. Oh, the food, yeah. We're yeah, doing. we're talking about the food, but even before that, the reason why we got into Japan was you were running through why we're doing the episode. Oh, and, yeah. And all your travels. Well, yeah. yeah. By the time I get to that, I'm going to be gone. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so uh, Matt and I have been going. We had a period we didn't like each other. But that's okay. I think that's just how humans function. Yeah. We it, just go it through. It comes and goes because you wouldn't get back to me, which as someone who grew up with duplex phones and no internet and that if the phone rang. So wait. So just to, just to, just so I know I have the right idea. So a duplex phone, that's like when you're on the phone, if you both talk at the same time, you, you can hear each, hear each other. Because is that why when you're on the phone with someone, if they talk and you talk, you can't hear them? It cuts it, it off automatically. Okay. That's what I thought you were talking about. Okay. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah. So, I mean, that was... You know, you see in these movies, someone's on the phone and they're twisting the cord up and they're talking. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. what you Because it was like a conversation, but now you get farther and farther away. But now all you got to do is if you send somebody something, all you got to do is the other person has to go K. Just a K. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you weren't doing that, so I got pissy, which I will. Yeah. And I went, dude, at some point. It's now human you've got nature. Your, yeah. I said, now you've got your family and now you've got your friends around you. I said, as life goes on, you're going to find out. That that all winnows away, not all, a lot of it goes away. And then, you know, you're going to realize that the connections that you have, you got to keep them strong. So I got all pissy about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember too, it's funny, I was just telling Party Cake about that yesterday because I hadn't seen him since like early January last year. I didn't see him through, as he called it, the plague, you know, at all because he was in Philly and I was, he, mm-hmm. I remember he was like, yeah, me and my girlfriend both got it, but we're recovered and you should come see me sometime. I'm like, no, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I don't care if you're recovered. Like, what if you're somehow yeah. asymptomatic? I asymptomatic. No, thank Or what yep. if there's, it's, because his apartment was not the cleanest thing. So like, what, really? if, what if they didn't deep clean? Like, what if I, <laughs> what if I touch a surface and then it's like, boom, you know, I'm out of work. Yep. So I was like, no, thank you. So I hadn't seen him and I told him about that whole thing. And I, I remember I was sitting in the park. I had just gone and seen a movie by myself. I had two hours between getting dinner with my brother-in-law and the movie being done. So I was just reading in a parking lot 
my phone at the time was so low on memory that I literally like I couldn't get texts <laughs> and I had tried upgrading the memory yeah. deleting as much stuff and because I assume Samsung wanted me to get a new phone so I literally went into my email hit the refresh and I had this email from you and I was like I opened it and I was like why does he have a stick up his ass I was like I didn't intentionally ignore you or anything and I remember I was like hey man like I'm really sorry I didn't mean to do it sometimes like I'm a shitty texter I'll admit to that I forget or I get busy or I'll just like oh I'll get to him later and then I forget about it because I get you know well that's a personal thing with me because it is so easy yeah just to go okay or just K because see I hate and that's that's the thing with me I hate when people just send okay because then I think did I piss them off? Yeah, but at least you know they read it. Exactly, yeah. So it was like just classic human miscommunication. Yep. Right? Absolutely. But I wanted, I wanted to flame you up to let you know that you can avoid that yeah. without much effort. Yeah. And to, in my own way, which is not always straightforward, to kind of make you think, well, yeah, at some point I'm not going to have this bunch yeah. of people around all the which time. Which I did think about. Yeah. But, yeah, so the whole point of it was, <laughs> as you said, Yep, I'm going away, so I went, why don't we get together and do a hybrid podcast and catch up and say goodbye? Yeah, and it's funny because I had been thinking about that too. I was like, I know you're leaving soon, and I, I was kind of like going back and forth because I'm, at the time of this recording, mid-season, almost at the end. I have a couple, you know, I have a new series I'm starting. I just you lined gotta up. you got to get to your new job at some point. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap up on that. But I'm forgetting everything else. So. Yeah. But no, so like after season three ends, we're going to start a music review series. We're just going to do a review for the first episode of October and then the first episode of November. And then in between those, I'm doing special episodes. So like um, well, at the time I post this, we'll already have both music reviews out. We're doing... Uh, you're only reviewing one thing or you're doing a bunch of reviews in one show? We're going to... Yeah, we're going to focus in on one thing and we're going to do like old and new... So like what the plan is is we're going to do um, the first like five minutes. We're going to give like a local shout out or a shout out to a smaller band, showcase their stuff. And then like we're, we wanted to start off with like more large scale albums just to kind of rope people in so the first one we did was we're doing is dookie by green day because a lot of people know that album we're going to like analyze we're going to look at the production how cohesive it is the impact it had a ton, you know just stuff like that that's yeah, good because you actually know what you're fucking talking about yeah so like we're going to do that and then i just lined up today uh my my friend john and i just recon again human miscommunication last summer had a falling out and like we both realized how stupid maybe, it was. Maybe. Yeah. Both both realized how stupid it was. And then like recently we got in touch and we're just like, hey, like that was really stupid. Like why are, you know, it, it's cool now. Like we're, there was no reason for that. So we just got breakfast today and uh, we're going to be doing a special episode for his solo album that he just put out. That, uh, so like, yeah. So we got some specials lined up and whatnot. Um, but I had been thinking, I was like, I know Mike's leaving and, uh, it was in my brain, and then you texted and me. You texted me, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I was just thinking the same thing. Let's just do it. Because you thought of it. Let's just do it. So. Yeah, and since this is what we do, man, this is who we are. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I was going to, yeah, this brings back one from way back to my left. I'm pointing way over past the van at this point. Um, I don't know if you saw that or read it where Nick Cave said he became what he is. And that's what oh, he dude, is. Oh, dude, I just had a three-stepper. Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe I didn't. And he, Keep going. Yeah. So he he became who he is by being who he is. Mm -hmm. He is Nick Cave 
the rock and roll thing. Because right. there was a guy interviewing me. He goes, oh, I'd like to see what it's like when you're home, you know, cooking dinner or you're washing the car. And he goes, I don't do that. <laughs> so yeah. I have, through having this job for almost two years of carting people around who most of them are just people going to appointments or treatment. But, you know, cancer isn't, I didn't know what it would be. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be all cancer all the time, or what I call it, pantser. All pantser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is way worse. Yeah. Um, but it isn't. So I have gotten to the point, I become this guy that can actually listen. You know, am I really care what the fuck I'm hearing a lot of the time? But no, that's not the important thing. The important thing is people want to be heard. Yeah. And I used to steamroller that. So now, I mean, there's people that, Jeez, you know, I had this one lady and her daughter said, we're not going unless you're driving, <laughs> unless yeah, you're taking yeah. us. I would let the grandson put the lift up and back on the, on the thing, which I'm sure is 100% wrong. I used to let this little five-year-old girl do it. I had this guy, call, I called him Mikey Lowrider. Yeah, yeah. He had, a, he had a fucking rascal. And, and he put, I'd go there and Rain was the little girl. And I go, push the button. And I go, which one? I go, up. And she goes, huh? Because she, she wasn't old enough to read. Yeah, so yeah. she's working the thing. Yeah, I thought Mikey Lowrider was dead one time. He, oh, he's good the, Lord. They finally threw him off. Yeah, yeah. Off the service because some people just abuse it. They don't, you know, they don't, sh- they just don't bother to tell you they're not going. I got there one time and he was out of the way. So I get there and I'm opening the lift and I get a text. I'm not going in. What, you can't open the fucking door? Well, you're in a wheelchair, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, right. So then put the lift back up. I'm like, all right. And so another, I would always get a text right back, like Tuesday Tony. He's another regular. Yeah. Tuesday Tony would always get right back to me. So Mikey Lowrider didn't get with me the day before. So I went, that's weird. And I pull up, he had, the door's open. I tell you, just come the fuck in. <laughs> he's be smoking a cigarette. Because I'd knock, and he's like, just yeah. come the fuck in. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cigarette going, yeah, cancer's working for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So um, nothing. And I get there, the door's closed, the inner door. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I've had, I've gone to a door and knocked one time, and I'm like, you got another phone number? Because no one's here. There's a dog barking. Let me check. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> Well, yeah. good thing I didn't knock harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's a dog there. And they go, well, probably someone's going to take care of it. And I just, I had two. I might tear up a little bit. Two very favorite ones. And then the one I was sitting right over there <laughs> at the kitchen counter. And I got the text. And it said that that person had passed away. And I just, whew, Yeah. Whew, and I had another one. I called. And I was like, I left the message. I'm like, hey, it's my, I go by Max there because there's many other Mike. I go, hey, it's Max. I'm picking you up tomorrow. I left a message. And then someone goes, oh, this is so-and-so's daughter. He died Sunday and it was Tuesday. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then the, I hear the wife, oh, are you, are you Mike? Because we want to get a hold of Mike and let him know that he always enjoyed riding with you so much. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I said, yeah. I always riding with you. I got to go. <laughs> so anyway, I've had, I had another one that was, you know, I said, oh, the phone's disconnected. Can you check? Oh, they died two months ago. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think Mikey Lowrider's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't bother opening the lift. <laughs> so I go up. And I go up, look, and I look in, and there he is, right in the front window. He had a recliner, and he's there, and his mouth's hanging open. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
And I look, and his chest is going up and down. I'm like, yep, fucker ain't dead. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Fucking bounced. Like, yeah. How did we get on the subject? So now, anyway, I I become, I didn't become Nick Cave or anything. Ah, ah. But I'm a guy that now will listen. And part of it was the mindfulness thing. Uh, There's this whole thing. There's a couple of things, but one of it's losing your head. What's really there? Yeah. From your viewpoint, my head is here. From my viewpoint, your head is here. But mm-hmm. your viewpoint, your head's not there. Yeah. So there's a pointing exercise. And the first time I did this, I was on the 40-something floor in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And it was fogged in. Yeah. Didn't see shit. But I'm there doing my meditation. There's a guided, a guided meditation. And I'm doing it. And he goes, all right, you take your hand up, put it in front of you with your finger. And I'm looking out. And I was kind of enjoying it because it was just looking at fog. And I'm like, this is cool because this is, you know, you're supposed to take everything in. And then he goes, now point the finger to yourself. What's there? And I went, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) the world is there. Yeah. Your head's not there. The world is there. So I went, whoa, that's fucking great. Yeah. So I would tell him, like, I'd get on an elevator. And there'd be someone all fucked up in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. And I go, lose your head, open your heart, open your mind. How are you? Well, oh, I'm sure that's horrible. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I hate to. I'm sorry to hear that. So I become that guy who used to be. Eh, don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's a good I, thing. I still don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that all. I can't. You can't feel everybody's pain. You cannot. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't. You can be empathetic to yeah. a point. Yeah. You can't love everybody. You can barely love the person you love. Yeah. You can be kind to just about everybody. And if they fuck you over, then fuck them too. But you can be kind and spread that around. That was the one thing Party Cake and I talked about yesterday. It was just trying to be as kind as you can to people. Yep. That, that's, yeah. So there's what? no point to not bend. do that. The bends. <laughs> there's people. <coughs> Edit it out. I'll keep it. Um, there's people that deserve to be treated like shit because they're assholes. Like my boss. Gave so him three them, days notice while he was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking haul off on them. But yeah, just go out and be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Don't bitch about strawberries. If you can be a little bit kinder, don't bitch about the strawberries and chill like Post Malone. And to, ra- and to wrap this all the way back around, it's a positive change you can make with yourself that will better That's you right. as a person. That's right. And you can have strawberries with Post Malone and not complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I knew you were coming. And you go, that's a bend. <laughs> and he said, What's, what do you see? I said, I see your head. He goes, yeah, but I don't see my head. And he's like, wow, dude, this is too much. Yeah. We're really high right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sure. anyway, your new job. Let's, yeah, new job. So uh, as Mike is going out on a world adventure the next, you know, what, year, two years? One, one year. Um, I'm planning my future. I've been in a relationship now for year and a half a little more than that and it's gone really well we click really well um the job i've been at really miserable and <laughs> our plan was initially to move down to like lansdale or doylestown be closer to philly i have friends down that way um and then this whole colorado thing started and like obviously as we said you know i gotta go check the area because i may yep. get there and be like ah, oh, this sucks but like yep. my heart right now is at least moving west yep well well at least trying yeah at least having the thought and fucking doing something yeah. about it you know how many people have told me because i've been to ireland seven times yeah oh i'd love to go to ireland you know what it's not that fucking hard yeah 
You get on a plane. I was broke as shit probably half the times I went. Yeah. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Then fucking do it. Why didn't you do it? Yeah. Well, and that's like, re- I, uh, to kind of connect to that, I just read Ham on Rye and Factotum. Bukowski's like, Ham on Rye. They're, they're about like his and life. And Factotum, yeah. Yeah, because like f- it goes Ham on Rye, Factotum, Post Office, and Women. That's like the order of the books. And uh, in Factotum, it's like the first, I don't even, well, the whole book is just him going around the country and getting random jobs places. And he's like, oh, and then I got on a bus and went to New Orleans and I had no money. And I, <laughs> ate, I, was, yeah. I was eating a chocolate bar a day. And it's like, it's that mentality of like, he just did it. Just go do it. Yeah. That's with me and, and taking or, off. Or on the road, the beats. That's all they did was That's just. That's with me taking off. Yeah. When Mary and I parted ways, we split up. We had airfare. And we had the hotel in Amsterdam, and they were about the same amount of money. I said, I'm sure you want to go to Amsterdam because you haven't been there. I've been there. I don't need to go. She goes, no, I don't think that hotel would be that good. I was like, who cares? <laughs> I used to stay at the dirtiest hotel in America in yeah, New yeah, York City. Yeah. <laughs> it was four years in a row on TripAdvisor, the dirtiest hotel in America. That's funny. I fucking loved it. Did I ever get in the covers? Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Did I have the vampire suite twice in a row? I went in. There was no, you know, usually you have a mirror, a large mirror. Nope, not there. And the door of the medicine chest, which would have had a mirror, was ripped off. So I'm guessing a vampire was there. Yeah, yeah. And I got the same one again. When I was there the second time, I went, wait a minute. Now, is everything on the left and the right, since we're going to go with that thing, yeah. is everything still laid out the same? Yeah, I am in the same place. And I opened, this place was a, Total fucking dump. It had gigantic closets. Yeah. So I opened the closet and there's this smart little sweater in there, like a size zero. And I went, what the fuck? Yeah. And this is the kind of place, it was winter. It was dead fucking winter. It was hot as fuck in this place. So I went, I'll turn the air conditioner on. No. The air conditioner wasn't plugged in. But I, and I looked into the air shaft because in yeah. New York, everything has to have an air, you know, outside yeah. window. And down and below, there's like a smash TV, shoes, all kinds of trash that's been thrown yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I'll unplug the TV because I never watch the TV. And I'll plug in the air conditioner with one of those made in Mexico. Um, what the fuck? That's not a symbol for an extension cord. <laughs> but one of those yeah. ones, you know, it's got the three on the end and it's like super thin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if it burns down, I don't have anything in here I give a fuck about. Yeah. Because I used to go to New York and I would go to Dwayne Reed, which is the iconic... <laughs> drugstore chain there and I would buy toothpaste and a toothbrush mm. and just throw it away when I was done. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't have so I, if it burns it down. So it's dead in the fucking middle of winter and I have to turn the air conditioning on. Yeah, yeah. But I have to plug it in because they don't have enough outlets and what they do have is plugged into this fucking skeevy fucking cord. <laughs> and they would have shit like when I went there with these guys we went to see uh, Shane McGowan and, and, the, and the no we went to see the Pogues that's right we went to see the Pogues in New York City get together for the first time in 20 some years and we went there and no there's a chandelierish thing but no shades on it they'd all been torn down yeah 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 <laughs> and it had cold and cold running water yeah yeah because the, the hot just spun and it had a sea on it and then the cold it was fu- I loved it yeah. I fucking loved that place they had the old security monitors like so old cathode ray tube kind of things with green, green gray fronts. Mm. There was only one elevator that ever worked there except the last time I went. I went, what the fuck? There's two elevators? Yeah. <laughs> this is out of hand. Yeah. And when I went with the guys to see the, the Pogues, we added another dude. There was supposed to be two, but there ended up being three. So I go, there's going to be three of us. And it was, I, I'd read, because I loved reading the horrible reviews, that she's the owner. She goes, how many? <laughs> 
I go, three. She goes, says two. I go, well, there's three. I go, how much? She said some crazy fucking them. I go, what? And she goes, $50. I went, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was the best. Yeah. And they had, you came in off the street on 40, whatever it is. The New York Times used to be across the street. They're shipping. Mm -hmm. So there's all this truck bays and stuff. And then you'd come in off that street, and there was a deli in the bottom where you'd buy food when you come in drunk as fuck and never eat it. So it'd be on the nice stand in the morning. And you went in, and there's a, like a folding table set up the one time. It said with a mimeograph, uh, I mean, mimeograph. Geez, go back to duplex phones. With a, a printed out sheet taped to it that said security desk. I'm like, look, if we're getting fucking anally raped by a gang out there, all we gotta do is make it to the security desk and touch it and we're mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. So it had shit like that. No one was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. So anyway, we split it that way. She took the airfare. I took the hotel. And I went, wait a minute. I don't have to work on her schedule. It's nothing against her. It's just, we, I went, I can go do whatever I want now. Yeah. I can go whenever and wherever. So I went, fuck, airfare is so low. And I just started buying it, getting it refunded, buying it, getting it, and now it's happening. So I would just like stack it, and then once the retirement, I put my notice in four months ago. Yeah, yeah. So I was once I was like, now I got all this fucking. I'm just gonna jam it fucking full. Yeah. So you know, bouncing around and just doing it. Yeah, talking about just doing it. And that's I feel like from what I've heard about the West, and you know, I mean, again, I have to experience it for myself. You know like, what, people from. I didn't like L.A. when I was there. Yeah. I almost found a dead homeless person. Oh, it's great. Was it was his name? Oh, fuck. I lost it. Mikey <laughs> something Mikey. <laughs> what? Oh, Mikey Lowrider. Yeah, Mikey Lowrider. No, there was no rascal. <laughs> there was no rascal parked up on blocks. <laughs> um, it was at the library. My brother and I were out walking around. Was, oh, man, I could do four. Yeah. Five, it was anyway, 1976. Walking around. And we almost cut through this area, and it turns out they found a dead guy there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the opportunities you miss. But yeah, it's, it's like the whole, you know, okay. I feel like. Yeah. They're different. They are different out west. Different atmosphere. They're, and they're different people. Yeah. They're, like, they're very, well, not all of them, of course. But, but just from what I found out from the ones that would come to my, my big absinthe bashes, they would straight, they'd act really nice, but they, they, clearly didn't give a fuck about what you had to say right right yeah so they would be yeah yeah but they, what they meant was no no like when i lived in tallahassee the fucking mouthy yankee who was probably a yankee <laughs> and they have that southern hospitality kill you with kindness yeah, yeah they would make it very clear by being polite that they hated your right, fucking right. guts yeah but it's just, I've been here my whole life. All I've known my whole life is East Coast, Northeast. I've been to Dude, the best part of my life so far has been living out here. Yeah, it's all in how you look at it. I have people like you that say, well, like, I understand you want to travel, but yeah. this is a great place to be local. If you want to travel, you've got two airports that are super cheap, three from here. Yeah. I never could have traveled as much as I did if I didn't move here. Right. You know, and you've got so much entertainment music wise and stuff but go on but the point is we're just I'm doing not going to let you get to the point we're just yeah <laughs> we're we're just doing it we just decided let's just go yep and like i said fantastic do that 
so for everything we're going yeah so we're going to check out colorado springs in the meantime say we decide yeah we love it we want to move out there in the meantime i had to get out of my miserable overnight job with the terrible co-workers that i talked about earlier and i've talked about on a couple other episodes oh, i've probably. done that my whole life <laughs> and it's, it's literally like even if it's just a for now thing and this was another big slap in the face. You'll love this. So Giant hyped up in the month of June. They said, oh, we're giving huge raises. The, the, so they What's said, a huge raise from Giant? From well, 10 to 10.50? They said, so, well, I got lucky when I got my job there because, um, and it was literally last resort. I was unemployed. I got out of warehousing and I wanted to get into baking. No one else called. I, re- I applied to I remember when you were applying to all these different places. And Giant was the only one. I was like, all right, I guess I'll apply to Giant. They called me mm-hmm. two hours later. But I told them, I said, well, I worked at Peapod. And at that time, I was making about 12 bucks an hour, so I don't want to make anything less than that. And he said, oh, that'll be your base rate. They gave me 12.50 with an overnight premium of 50 cents. So I, I started at 13 an hour, right? Yeah. In one year, I got a 20 cent raise. I was at Peapod five years. I ended up at 12.50. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but remember at Peapod, they would give us like multiple raises throughout. Like you probably get two raises a year. And if you were a good worker like us, like I remember James came up to me one time and said, hey, you're in line to get a... You know, I don't even know how, how much if 20, 25 cent raise, yeah, exactly. but because you're really good, we're going to try and give you mm-hmm. like 50 or 60 cents. You know, we, we really value you. So like I'm thinking I'm the only donut fryer. The thing. Yeah. So like if I call out, they were screwed. So I, I felt guilty about calling out. I felt, you know, it was, it was oh, shitty. I never feel guilty about calling. Shit. Out. I know. Well, and that's the thing is like <laughs> people like I'd be, there were times where I was really sick and my mom was like, just stay well, home. Let me, let me preface that. In a situation like that, when you're un- not appreciated, don't yeah. feel guilty. Well, and that was the thing. And she was like, Did you, they're going to treat you like shit anyway. So yeah. why don't you just stay home? Yeah. And But yeah, so either way, I was so I got like a 20 cent raise. I was making like 13, 20 an hour, which is above normal standards for around here, I guess, for that type of job at least. Right. Um, so they're hyping it up June. Oh, largest general increase in company history, you know. Part-timers are going to start getting $11 an hour to start. Full-timers are going to start getting $15 an hour no, to no, start. Talking. So, yeah. so I'm thinking, okay, so if you combine my time with Peapod, I've been with Giant for probably four and a half years, five years, something like that, like in total across however many years. Um, they're probably going to bump me up at least 14 an hour or maybe more than that, right? So, the, you know, they stopped talking about it the last week of June. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, are they rescinding the raises? Like, are we not yeah. getting those now? I go in. Um, well, actually, no, this is probably May. The race was coming in June. And I remember I come in one day and my boss is like, oh, here. Like, he's, well, first of all, he would, wow. sne- he would sneak up on me, right? I'd be like icing <laughs> donuts. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I would just feel and he would go, here. And I'd be like, holy shit, like, don't do that. You know, you're sneaking up on me. He goes, this is for you. And it was an envelope with my name on it. And I was like, what is this? And he goes, you know, I thought I was in trouble or something. He yeah. goes, oh, it's information about your raise and stuff and your online login. I said, oh, I open it up. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Chevy oh, Chase. Shit. That was, I saw it when it came out. When, so. it, when he opens up. That was the, duplex phones days. Yeah. When he <laughs> opens up the what's supposed to be his bonus and it's a jelly roll in the month club <laughs> subscription. Yeah. I am like, same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I drop what I'm doing. Open it up. Pull it out. Throw the computer information away. Your new rate. I got a 3% raise, which is the national average, 40 cents. Woohoo! And I was like, that's a slap in the face. I am not doing this for you guys anymore. I get treated like shit, and I'm out of here. So I've gone on interviews places, and I either don't hear back from them, or it just 
like I I went on an interview bet last fall for a place called the Granola Factory in Bethlehem where they make granola and wow I never would have thought that. yeah yeah I know um, and it kind of wrote it, it looked very warehouse like like the way and I remember we were in he took me into like the main kitchen and there was probably 12 15 people and they're like baking and mixing stuff yeah. and in and out of ovens and I remember him, and it looked chaotic but I mean obviously when you learn it, it every you're, you're yeah. in the chaos but coming from a kitchen culture like yeah. the brew works for five years and other places it, it always looks chaotic yeah. unless you're in the middle of it and then he says to me but it might actually be chaotic <laughs> well yeah and he said to me we don't have any training program here we literally just throw you in and you have to figure it out for something like that like baking and the thing is is they don't just it's not like a bakery where like you go in and you buy the product it's like they bake this, it's a bakery where they bake the stuff package it and ship it out yeah, to yeah. stores he said yeah we have no training program we're literally just going to put you in and you have to learn you have to figure it out and I was like this isn't something you can just figure out no. like bake it's food production it's right and so, you, yeah there's param, uh, parameters about not killing people with food production. yeah especially when it's going out to stores all across like the, the <laughs> northeast right yeah um and i remember we get back to the office and we do like the sit down interview and he says okay i'm gonna give you this contact for this woman and you have to get in touch with her you're gonna do another interview with her She'll go over the benefits and you know whatnot with you, but she wasn't within the company. She was like an external. He said, "We'll evaluate weird. your performance after ninety days." They were going to hire me to a temp position. Oh Jesus! Full time, but oh, we're going to no you, training. Hire you to a temp position, and I, I was like, that doesn't sound good because like no. the pay would have been fifteen an hour, which would have been great. Would have been, he said, around full time. So he said thirty to forty hours, perfect. So then uh, I'm thinking, yeah, but what happens if I either don't pick up on it and yep. I shit the bed yep. and then I'm out of a job in 90 days? Because yep. I, I said I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't want to spend the 90 days I'm at this job trying to learn the job while looking for jobs in case it goes wrong. Yep. Right. And then the Absolutely. no training thing rubbed me the wrong way. And um, there was something else. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me of a warehouse because of the way that people were working. Well, yeah, if it's food production production, yeah. it's not like a restaurant it, where you're knocking out individual plates. You, yeah. You're so. Yeah, it was just so like I've been to interviews like that. Whatever. God. Uh, yeah, I w they just said no training. No training. No. Nope. That's when I was like, nope. the alarm I right went then. Off. I would have said no fucking way. Yeah. I probably would have said literally no well, fucking and, way. And you know, you know what the bullshit is too. Like, I had this guy's contact information, and same thing with um, I had interviewed at Clownsler's Coffee Company, and you know that uh, it just wasn't right timing because they are in Lansdale, and I was thinking about moving down there, but I didn't have a definite date. Yeah. And they wanted me to be packaging and like doing the production three days a week and then delivering to Center City cool, two days a week. Which to me, I, I mean, for you, that's cool. To me, I'm like, I've always strayed away from delivery positions because it's just delivery. not my thing. Oh, I love but it. But especially in Center City, Philly, and I know it's not as bad as New York, but just like I don't have that experience yeah. driving in a city, right? Well, there's not even that. Yeah, now that you mention it, delivering in the city, if you got a back in here. And, yeah, well, in a van, that. like yeah. a big van. Yeah. So. I, yeah. With no experience doing that prior, yep. it's like I mean, and that's how you learn. I can't back doing that it. fucking thing up, and I've been driving it for a yeah. year, and it's got a camera and giant mirrors. But yeah, so it, that and I remember, so like these guys I've interviewed with, the jobs you know were good in their own ways. But I would email them and say, "Hey, I have to respectfully decline. Thank you for your time, whatever." And they never email me back. Yeah, that's bullshit. And and like the guy that's at the no granola, duplex. the guy at the granola factory, I was like, "What an asshole!" I, I took the time to write this really nice professional email out, yep. and he just. Not even like, a, oh, you know, thing. no, no. That's that whole, see? Now, the way you felt about that's the way I felt about you not going, okay? 
See how it comes around? What a around? good connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see there how you it go. comes around? Same thing with the guy with the coffee company, though. Same thing. And he. Yeah, and that's bullshit. In a, from someone who's hired lots and lots of people in mm-hmm. my management supervision days, I mean, that's the least you do. Even if it's bullshit, yeah, at least like just you, say thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your time, but we're going to continue looking. That's the one that's yep. like, fuck you, but not fuck you. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, so my point is I've been on numerous interviews throughout the year and. I just had to get out of this job. I've had insomnia that has been really bad. And uh, I like what I do. That's the problem. I loved what I did. If I had just one coworker that I could say, oh, this person's coming at 4 a.m. It's going to be a great day. That used to be, we had a cake decorator who was literally insane. But she was so (laughs) much fun to work around. She would come in. Yeah, crazy people are right. Like she she was someone that would have fit in with us at the pod. Yeah. The way, I mean, overly conservative. But the thing is, is the fact that she had a personality she was not a cardboard cutout and there you could you talk to her about tra- like i told her she came in for a one-off to you know because we needed help and i said oh i'm going to colorado Springs." she goes you're gonna fucking love it i've been there she's done it she said at your age she said knowing what i know now because she's in her 50s now she said yeah. knowing what i know now at your age i would have done two or three years in each state like but just you know having and then she she left because we had a terrible assistant store manager but the point is is if i had co-worker that made it worth coming in it would have been so much more bearable to go in at yeah, 2 a.m yeah. so anyways long story short i uh i applied at wegmans and just because they had a listing where's the wegmans out there the one, one off of 512 in bethel okay yep so i just i just shot it out and i was like that's whatever. where i bought um hog hunter magazine is that really <laughs> yeah oh, total whoa let's around. bring that back fucking yeah. five years holy shit um but yeah i gave that to you didn't i did I give that to you? I don't. I don't have it anymore. I, I may have it tucked away somewhere because <laughs> you gave it to someone. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look because I have a few spots remember, where that might. I be. remember pretending Nemi was a hog and I was going to put her into the fence and stare and <laughs> stick her with my spear. But uh, yeah, so I just shot an application out their way and I did a phone interview. And uh, two days later, they they called me and they were like, can, or they called me the next day. Can you come in for an interview tomorrow? Yeah, I think they're way more professional than Giant. Sure. Well, and that was the thing. Um, I went in, yeah, because my Giant interview, I don't think I've ever covered that on the podcast. I literally, I went in like 10 a.m. the day after a snowstorm, you know, drove all the way down 309. Like, I couldn't see out of my windshield. (laughs) I got stuck behind a tractor trailer spewing that gray stuff off the road, you know? And then it was freezing on my windshield because it was like sub-zero temps. It's like being in a car wash, only it's slush. Yeah, it was (laughs) sub-zero temps, so it was freezing on my windshield. And I was like... You know they have a defroster in there? I had that on. Oh, okay. Heads out the window, though. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I may not make it to this. Because I've had cars without defrosters. Yeah. But, um... I went in, I remember it was the, uh, the assistant store manager, really nice guy, really just did not give a fuck though. And I remember he said to me, yeah, so basically we have a night crew who comes in and they, they just tray everything up. When you show up, you stick it all in the oven, you know, you make the donuts. We're walking past the donut case. You make the donuts, you use different colored frostings and sprinkles. <laughs> like, I was like, this sounds really fucking easy. Like, yeah. You know, but it's, it, it's at least the experience on the resume, right? That's what I wanted. Right. So he, he calls my... The only person in at the time, because they ha- they probably only had four people on their schedule for the bakery, he calls my manager, and uh, he comes down. As soon as I talked to him, I knew he was gay. He was like, oh, you know, yeah. I'll show you what... And I'm not discriminating. I'm just... Yeah. Th- th- it's the guy's personality, first of all. Like, he, 
anything you need anything you want to know i'll show you you just tell me like he was really nice to me and i thought okay cool like sure they had a 30 second banter he goes to the back freezer never see him again so i took the job ended up being total awful awful environment to be in in comparison to my wegman's interview i went in and it was this sweet little old lady comes over to me, and she's like, oh, yeah, the hiring manager. She's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have the bakery manager come over. She'll go and give you the tour. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, it's really busy today. And she goes, oh, it's like this every day. You know, yeah. small talk, right? Bakery manager comes over. She gives me this stupid fucking paper hat that I have to wear. She said, just oh, because we're going to be around food, could, you got to yeah. wear this. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. All right. I thought you meant for the interview. Yeah, no, it was, she, it was like a it was like a paper pirate hat yeah, or something. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Well, was, no, I thought that's what she was doing. Like, nah, nah it was like one of those like old school like Johnny Rockets. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, I was like, oh, it didn't fit on my big fucking head, of course. But uh, you know, I just kind of popped it on there. I said, oh, making me feel special, you know, trying to feel send the feelers out. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, guest of honor, haha. Really nice. Like, it, I didn't get any weird vibes from her. She was very personable very down earth takes me into the bakery gives me a whole tour of the back of it because that was the thing with giant he showed me the front right yeah and then i remember i got in my first day and i was like it's fucking filthy in here yeah that's why you didn't see it disgusting yeah she brings me and shows me oh yeah so here's our production side where we have a lot of cakes today and every there was a lot of people working they were adequately staffed no one looked miserable they were busy they were working but nobody was cocking off and bitching no the the the, she's like oh this is my one of my lead bakers and she's like oh what's up hey how you doing she's icing cakes super nice you know and uh you know gives me a whole tour here's the cooler here's the freezer we keep this here and i said yeah yeah and she was oh this is we're proofing our bit i'll get to make bagels from scratch i'll get to make bread from scratch So she's like, oh, yeah, this is our proof box. It's basically, and I said, a big humidifier. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, do you know? I said, yeah, didn't they tell you I have experience doing this for <laughs> two and a half years? And she goes, oh, my God, well, what do you know? And I told her everything that I've done. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, where, you know, which one do you bake at? So we had a really good conversation. I think I could see the gears turn and she's like, this guy knows what he's it's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Right. So yeah, showed me all around, introduced me to a couple people. Really nice. That's really th- you know what? If they can actually introduce you to someone, mm-hmm. can you imagine if someone came into Peapod and they go, "Here's the Gossip Goblin," you know, <laughs> <laughs> "Here's Pappy One Hitter," "Here's these people." I saw that, him the other day, oh my God. waiting across the road on Giant Side, crossing 309. I was like, "Ah!" Oh, was he is. enraged? No, I, it was. I remember when he was, he was gonna. I thought he was gonna shoot me. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, like they introduced me to people. Then we went back for, I went back. But that's a really good sign. For the interview with the hiring manager. And the bakery manager went in the interview with me. Like they were both in on it. They asked asked me a lot of really relevant questions like with food safety. And some of it was like, what's, yeah, like what's. definitely not giant. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And she said like, oh, like what's your favorite food or what's your favorite dish? And I was like, well, you know, I kind of. Rice with strawberry. I actually did say rice dishes. I said, because you can do literally anything with rice. (laughs) And then uh, she said, well, how would you sell your favorite meal to someone? And I was like, oh, so they want to know how I'm going to sell things on customers. Like really in-depth stuff. Um, they were totally well, like cool. a real company. Yeah, they were totally cool with my availability. They asked about like wages because I, I told them I said like, look, I can only work till three p.m. I have freelance audio I do, and they were mm-hmm. like, all right, no problem. Like they they offered <laughs> me the job before I even got home. Nice. So you know, and it, it was like one of I could tell like it was going really well. We were having a really good conversation, you know, all three of us. Um, they're gonna pay me a dollar more than Giant was paying me. There you go. 
you know, I told them, I said, I want to make at least 14. And when they came to me with the offer, they said 1450. I was like, Hell nope, yeah. I said 14. God damn it. <laughs> that, that'd be a gator. <laughs> I want 14. I want 14. What part of 14 don't you understand, you stupid fuckers? Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh my God, not to go off on too long a tangent. I just remembered this text he sent me when it was his last day at Peapod. Like, we had all left. He was like, he was still there. And he texted me randomly one morning. I'm at Stitch Fix. Last day in fuck pod. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then I was driving home thinking that went really well. And the recruiter calls me as I'm parking my car. And he said, yeah, we, we you know, your interview went really well. They really want to hire you. And I was like, done. I'm in. Turn this fucker around. I'll be right back. Yeah, I went in. Uh, I gave Giant. I, oh, I have this, you know, the trip to Col- uh, <clears throat> Colorado coming up. And I just wanted to make sure that was cool with them, squared it away. Yep. And uh, that's what people understand. People are like, well, I, I might be starting a new job. I might be. If you tell the job from people who's hired people, mm-hmm. from someone who's hired lots of people, yeah. and who started jobs and took a couple of weeks off in between jobs mm-hmm. and another time, but if you just tell them up front, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, yep. okay, it should not yep. screw the deal. Because yep. at some point, if you work there, you're going to be fucking taking time off. Yeah. So well, what's it matter if it's now or later? Well, and the thing is, if you made a good enough impression that they wanted to hire you to yeah. begin with, exactly. they're not going to say, well, he's going on a vacation for a week. Even though he's a really great candidate, we're going to take it away because he has yeah. a vacation plan. Like, that's what Giant would do. Yeah, exactly. that's, what someone, <laughs> that's what someone who was hired by Giant would do that because yeah. they hire, oh, like, the, you know, they're not at Wegman's level. Yeah. They're not. It's well, not. Going to, for those of you who are on the East Coast, and well, particularly he, particularly here, you know what we're talking about. The difference between Wegmans, which is a, a well, not as high end as it used to be, but, but it's still compared to Giant, it's right. high quality. Giant is if you go, I did it one time. I went from there's a in across from Coopersburg. There's a Weiss across, right? It's closed now, but yeah, yeah, exact same product. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same product. Yep. So they buy the big chain stuff with different packaging on it. Yep. It might be the exact same packaging, but with different printing on it. Yep. So it's all this mass-produced garbage and some stuff that's, you know, you know, bigger brands. But yeah, and then the, just the people. I mean, if you want to... I'm looking... I'm pointing over here. <laughs> if you go to the one down the street that way, I'm yeah. pointing with my right to the right, not as far as the coffee guy. But down Tillman, they have people working there. It's... It's depressing. This one lady is hunched so far over. She's, I'm making a thing with my hand. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so she's hunched completely over. So her head is, her face is facing down unless she looks up a bit to see what's going on. And she's working a cash register. Mm-hmm. And there's just, oh, the people that work there. Neck mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a guy at Giant. And I looked at him, this very big gentleman. And I looked at his neck, and I went, God damn, that's dirt. <laughs> and then I went, that is fucking dirt. And the guy is working with his neck. Yeah, and I go, that, I don't think that's even dirt, because it doesn't seem to change pattern at all. You know, it's really funny when I sent the episodes to Deej. She said, I love how I'm the one who is the expert on neck mold. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Morgan, yeah. So, yeah, I was going to definitely send this one to her when I get mine up and running. But, yeah, it's... it's if you just compare the stores, like oh the, yeah, the, the layouts and the lighting and the well, and the quality of the employees. Like I said, everything at Giants Thaw and Sell. I can't tell you how much stuff I made that was just literally like the bagels. You literally take out of the freezer and just let them sit until they're thawed. Whereas shit, you never made it to that 
back to Atlantic City to go to that bagel place I gave you all those Hot bagels. bagels and more? Yeah. I, I have the I have it down for I haven't been to Atlantic City. I, I, I said you haven't been back since yeah. I gave you that dozen or so. Yeah. Oh, so so are, that got me on to egg bagels. I never had one before that and you gave me an egg bagel and I was like this is the greatest <laughs> flavor of bagel. <laughs> Next to blueberry. Those are like my two faves. But yeah, just the quality is unmatched. And like I said, they make things from scratch at Wegmans. And I was talking to her about it. I said, yeah, everything I do is thaw and sell. And she said, well, yeah, like we used to do everything from scratch. But she said, it's sad that everything's become that way because it takes – it take. and I was like, yes, like thank you. Someone who's not just like, well, it's easier this way. She's like, I've been here for 15 years managing this bakery, and it's really sad wow. to see it. But that's the, like for her to be so personable to have been there for so long and to feel the same way about like we should still be doing things from scratch because right. it's more genuine. Well, when they built this one over here, not as far as the giant, off to the right again, my right, not yeah. your right. Well, it might be your right, but if you're looking at me in your mind, well, wait, there's two of us. So who are you looking? Oh, good which one of us? Probably neither one. You just have your eyes closed, shaking your head right about now. So I'm going off. <laughs> They've already turned it off. They're yeah, done. But anyway, at Wegmans, they had a, a big brick oven that cost 20 grand or some shit. And mm-hmm. that's gone now. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still making a lot of their shit, but that's gone. Yeah. But it's just, it'll, it'll be way, it'll be the next step in like that learning experience. I'm not planning on doing baking for the rest of my life unless I somehow end up doing it. So, what if I do? But like, my point is, it's the next stepping stone for me to move forward in my life because you get stagnant at those giant jobs. And oh, yeah. part of me, and I, this is just weird conspiracy stuff, but like part of me thinks like they design the job the way that they do. So it does like crush your spirit, and then you <laughs> basically are like, "Well, I'm here forever," you know, or "I'm I'm here for now," and you just have no motivation to get out of there oh, until you do. I was super motivated to get out of there. Once yeah. it turned, it, it didn't take me long. I mean, I looked for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I was coming in every day. I spent, I put five more out here, five yeah. more out there. Five I remember you'd come in, here, I, five more out come there. in and say, "I put forty out over the weekend." Yeah. You know, like, but yeah. it's just one of those things. It's just so like you know, soul crushing to the that's point. That's the company culture. Yeah, that's the problem. But There's you yeah. would see those the roll throughs that people you know the ones that are two levels up mm-hmm. or whatever uh, blue shirts and they had the same look about them. Mm-hmm. They're just there, like ray tired and like triple dub. They're there. They're gonna ride it out until the very end, mm-hmm. and that's it. They've made up their mind that that's what they're gonna do, whether they give a fuck about it or not. Yep. And, uh, that's. I tell people I've had a career of falling downward on the pay scale. Mm-hmm. That's been it. Yeah. I mean, 1980, mid 80s, I was making really good money, but I was unhappy. So yeah. I took a step down. And then I, I decided I didn't want to manage. So I took a step down. Then I decided I'll try managing again. Oh, so then I <laughs> got out of that quick. And then yeah. I took a step down. And then, you know, I went from Peapod and I made more money and I got decent raises. And I was unhappy, so yep. I took a step down. I took a yep. three fifty an hour pay cut yep. to leave the sheet metal job to go to St. Luke's. That's what happened. Like, a, you know, Stitch Fix was a huge step up. It was more hours. It was way better pay, but I was miserable being Fuck there. it, then go. Yeah, and that's what I did. I, I literally quit, had two months where I was unemployed, which are, we're going to have an episode of that coming up. I don't know when, but I can guarantee that. We just talked about that today, John and I. Um, Because we were unemployed at the same time, so I was like, but yeah, I I made a change. Imagine being unemployed for the rest of your life. I'm so looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's I like having something to go do because it gives me it gives you kind of like a little bit of a purpose. Like, all right, I got to get out of bed and I got to go do something. Yeah, but see, I'm that way every day, days off, and when I've been 
retired for short periods, like months or what, or a couple of years, I was never fucking bored. Yeah. Never. One of the guys that drives, he, he said he lasted like two weeks and he was bored. I went, God. So he came back and got the, the driving job part-time. I was like, so you do this? Yeah. You can't. You can't do music like you. You can't read like both of us. Mm-hmm. You can't learn video production yeah. like I'm trying to do. You can't travel. Well, you can't, yeah, cause you we, can't ride a fucking bike for 100 miles. Because we live in an age, too, like where you could. there are so many resources readily available that you could learn anything at any time. Right. But yeah, people, it's mostly from what I've seen and understand what little bit. Because you know I'm an alien. We've been over this. Yes. I've been put here on this planet. I don't understand why. Am I here as punishment? But maybe I'm not because I don't know. So that's why I'm paying attention. Maybe they'll come and they'll go, hey, come back for your interview. This is your literal exit interview, but you have to give us lots of information about this weird species. So that's why I'm paying attention. So from what I can figure out, it's just a motivation and fear. Fear is the most crippling thing we talked about this yes a while and it's ago. true and you're getting past that mm-hmm. what the fuck is going to happen and i'm more afraid of what's going to happen if i have fear and don't do something and it's uh, bukowski talks a lot about that in factotum at like you know the fear and motivation behind like working and stuff but it's also cool like talking about getting past fear like my girlfriend who like i said never went anywhere growing up and she's like the other day she was like what if we run into a bear in colorado i said kayla we're gonna be like in the middle of the desert what are you talking like the trails we're going on aren't forested and if you do you know how many people run into bears in the in the yeah i said they I've don't want to be bothered a, as much as you don't want to i've be run into a bear in the in the in the fucking woods and i've run into a bear in nesquahoning yeah. on the street yeah. so it <sighs> and but i but i said like or what about a bobcat i said they don't want to be bothered as much as we don't want to be right. bothered. And I said, it's not going to happen, so don't worry about it. And she's like, you're right. And I'm like, I know I'm right. You know, like. Well, why do people pick on such weird, weird things? Well, I mean, hers is like a whole, like we've it, said. But such. In, I've seen people since I drive all the fucking time, and I am the best driver in the world, unless I'm hitting something, which happens occasionally. <laughs> uh, I, well, I'll already be gone by the time someone at work hears this. Um, so the latest one that got me was someone. There was a right turn lane. Mm-hmm. There's a lane. We're going forward. There's people coming downward, you know, mm-hmm. at us. There's the car that goes into the right turn lane. The car that's ahead of me, that's not in the right turn lane, that's in my lane, and we're proceeding mm-hmm. forward, swerves to the left to avoid the car with its blinker on that is now turning right and swerves into the traffic that's coming at them at the same 50 miles an hour we're going forward. So you're talking about the potential of a collision of a car that's already turning the opposite direction that would have to turn back and will be in front of me, mm-hmm. not you, because you're going forward 50 miles an hour, so it's actually my problem, and you're gonna go and have a 100 mile an hour collision 50-50. Mm-hmm. That's the weird fucking thought process of humans. Yeah. Well, there was somebody who wasn't gonna get their second vaccination shot. I go, why? I don't really know. And I went, and a friend of mine who was only in their 50s, you know, they got put on, they were in an ICU for a couple months and they were on a ventilator and they died. And I go, so you're not going to get your second shot because you may feel sick for a day and you're not afraid of dying like the person you know that was younger than you. (laughs) 
or barely the same age and was healthy. They were always healthy and now they're dead. Okay, so the fear of, you know, being in the ICU with a tube jammed down your throat, let's have that, you know, because apparently you can kind of wake up from that and you've got a tube jammed down your throat mm-hmm. and dying instead of spending Saturday on the couch right, going, right. I don't feel so good. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, it's, people are naturally inclined to look for threats and look for negative things. Right. And that's, why, that's what we but do. But that's why you got to be logical like the alien <laughs> and sort it out. Yeah. But my, shit yeah. doesn't happen yeah. very often. But I don't remember why we got into that. I think we are just talking about like growing and... Yeah, it's like worrying about just, what people think. Just learning to be like, ah. Worried about what people think. Let's just Again, do it. getting back to the, your, your core group. Worry about what they think, the mm-hmm. four or five of them that you actually have. If you're fortunate enough to have that many, yeah. I have zero. Yeah. So it's easy for me. But worry about what they think. Normal people, they're so fucking got their head up their own ass, they don't even notice you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's eight billion people that don't even know you exist. Yeah. We've been th- I've been uh, through that with Kayla before it too. It doesn't fucking matter. Yep. It yep. doesn't matter. Yep. Very little matters. You said that in the first podcast that I don't give a shit. I do wait first is in first peapod or first is in first, like first pod first, first part of this not, yeah. not six hours ago okay. here yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're pushing three and a half hours <laughs> yeah i knew that would happen that's why i said we got to get going early because because yeah. i know we're going to go long yeah because we got a lot of catching up to do and we both do this now so we yeah. can you know we can make it go without being a slog but yeah you said it, mike he, he just doesn't give a shit and i went yeah it depends there's things I care very much about, and it's being kind, mm-hmm. my hatred for strawberry glaze, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. But overall, you really shouldn't give a shit about just about anything because yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I've said that to people many times. We're all going to fucking die anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're nihilist. Guess what? <laughs> You're not exempt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you sitting over there, you know, you, hey, Mikey Lowrider, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, you're a little closer to it than me, bud. Yeah. So I, I was very glad to hear um, you were talking to, it was the interview with Robert Tussin. Yeah. That's when you said I was um, annoying. Really? Yeah, you said, you remember Mike? Real annoying. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is like you and I work together on such a close personal basis whereas like Robitussin like he worked with you but like when you're removed from a job for so long you know it's like you remember traits of people yeah you know so like not annoying I'm entertaining yeah (laughs) well well, okay so that's your management when I got that text from you I was like oh shit is he upset again like I was like oh fuck no it's one of those things doesn't fucking matter I thought it was funny yeah no and it's I knew he'd remember me yeah he made that he made the tote fly which I forgot yeah about. so did I he yeah. made he didn't even, he didn't remember it either he made the hand for the checkered tote yeah oh, stuff like that was yeah. so much entertainment yeah when people become part of the culture when's checkered tote like and you know it's crazy too I was thinking about like if I could do the baking job if we could, if there was somehow the Peapod culture with the Peapod people, oh fuck, it. yeah, and the fun. baking job that not would fucking be around because we were wild. We were not fucking around. Yeah, we were having fun. Yeah, I mean, me jumping on a milk crate and doing a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a um, oh. that that was seconds. I saw speaking of milk crates, 
not even. Oh, I don't want to yeah. divert I, onto that. I still <laughs> see milk crates occasionally because <laughs> that was a thing in our culture was milk crates. Like the, how far away? Go ahead. The or how one day I was driving home from work and a milk truck drove past me and it was one of those obscure. I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, when those would pop up, yeah, it was like Oakhurst or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, oh they shit. exist. Yeah, yeah, because they have. I didn't know that milk crates until I started doing this yeah. shit had the year on it production and stuff like that. And there was one really weird day and I wasn't really awake because I wasn't sleeping at that point. I, I, I wasn't on the miracle, you know, the, the anti-convulsant yeah. and, the, <laughs> and the anti-psychotic. And I was having a bad time and I walked in the freezer and there was a milk crate and it said quality dairy. And I went, what the fuck? And I went, because that's the, the local chain where I, here, I put my hand up again, in Michigan, <laughs> um, the middle of the mitten. That's the local chain there of mm-hmm. convenience stores. And I, I thought, where the fuck am I? And I, I, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. I mean. You thought you stepped into like an alternate universe or something. I thought yeah. I was having a, yet another acid flashback or something. And, well, I have these weird dreams that follow me during the day. They don't really do that anymore, mm-hmm. which is part of actually sleeping. They I'll have these really strange dreams, but now they don't, they just disappear, which is fantastic. But I went, I went, wait a minute, where am I? And I go, duh, I'm in fucking Peapod. Yeah. You know, it's just like a, just, it wasn't even a second. It was just a real, as short a period of time as a realization could be that maybe I'm not where I think I am. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized I am where I think I am. I go, that can't be quality dairy because that's 700 miles away. Mm And I went up Lansing, Michigan. I went, what the fuck? Yeah. How, then you think, how the fuck did that get here? Mm-hmm. But we had a whole, I had a, a fake milk museum. crate museum on top of the walk-in <laughs> yeah. freezer. Yep. So uh, someone we've been trying to get a hold of, Amish Hardcore, he was big on that too. Yeah. And he'd send me a picture of one. I'd get up in the morning because he worked overnight. There'd be a picture of something. I'd go, throw it, on the, throw it yeah. up in the museum. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know it's wild too to piggyback off of that like how quickly your mind can think. Right. Well, not not like how quickly, but like you said, not even a split second. But it was like this whole thought. That's what, I had the flu after we recorded the Peapod podcast and after my trip to see Party Cake. It was like for all we know, it could have been COVID before you know. Right. But uh, you know, I yeah, I think I had it before because that's the th- like i haven't gotten sick this whole time and i've been customer f- i mean obviously you have to wear a mask and all that stuff but customer I, yeah, facing i had i had someone one of my rides a regular one sat up front yeah and, and it's like it. and i never i saw i'm thinking did i somehow get some sort of f- before it even was like oh it's here um but yeah i remember i i went to it was a monday went to work no problem because i had just been in philly i had just been to wrestling at the ppl so i was around tons of people and uh I worked. It was a I Monday. I was at that one. Hmm? I think I was at that one. That was, was the last early, one? Early 2020, probably somewhere. Maybe that was March. No, to that, wrestle, that wrestling thing. I think I was there. Go ahead. Either way, I had been around tons of people before this, so I wouldn't be surprised if I picked up something from yep. someone. And I went to work, 2 a.m., perfectly normal. Came home, ate breakfast, perfectly normal. Took a nap like I normally do. Woke up at 3 p.m. with a pit in my stomach, and I was like, ooh. My stomach really fucking hurts. So I'm sitting there, and at the time, my mom was cooking fried. She was frying chicken in the kitchen downstairs. The kitchen is on the other side of the house downstairs. 
strongest smell. People, if you could see all the hand gestures we're doing. I'm Italian. Well, I do them too, yeah. obviously. But, um, yeah, it, it was weird. My sense of smell was incredibly heightened. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, I don't want to eat. Like, I can't. <laughs> she texts me. I'm sitting there in my bed for half an hour, like, retching over my stomach. She texts me, dinner's done. And I was like, yeah, it is. I don't want to eat. Like, it's way done. I ain't having it. So I remember I went in the bathroom because then I felt like I had to, like, have diarrhea. Well, that's not COVID then. But either way, whatever yeah. it was was awful. I hadn't thrown up in ten years. It could just be food poisoning. Went into went yeah. into the bathroom, you know, sat down, had no number two, and then I was like, ooh, like I feel like I'm gonna be sick to my stomach. Like I better get up. And I was sitting there, like I was trying to like smell my toothpaste because you know, like mint, how it like mint is supposedly supposed to help nausea. Uh, okay. So yeah, so it, like <laughs> it, the thought process, right? right? So I get down and you know I flush the toilet and I'm down on the floor. And I literally was on my hands and knees sweating oh, on the bathroom floor fantastic. for a good another 45 minutes. Like, I'm not going to throw up. It's all in my head. Not going to throw up. Not going to throw up. Not going to throw up. My head, my stomach hurts so bad and I'm convulsing. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I had the toilet seat up just in case it did. <laughs> and then I go, after this for so long, I, I, I get to the thought where I'm like, well, maybe I'll do it and I'll feel better. Yeah, so absolutely. Then, and then I was like, okay, it's going to happen. And as soon as I accepted it, as soon as I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to push it so that it didn't happen, within a split second, it came up. Boom. And in the split second that I thought, it's going to be okay. As I'm thinking that, I'm turning to throw up in the toilet. Yeah. And my mind is also thinking, close your eyes so you don't see it. <laughs> Hold your hair back so you don't see it all in half a second of me going, it's going to be okay. Oh, <laughs> you know. Everything from the morning, and it was it was brutal. Yeah. And then that I was sounds like good old food poisoning. Yeah, and and then as soon as it came up, felt better, perfectly yeah. fine. That sounds like food poisoning. Well, you know where I got it from? My niece, who was two at the time, two or three, she had it. Then oh, just a gut bug. Then my brother-in-law and sister got it. Then uh, my nephew got it. And the way he kind of, we had a family thing for my brother-in-law right before they were getting ready to leave. My nephew was like real lethargic all night. And we were like, oh, he's probably just tired. He played himself out. We just had cake, right? They're getting ready to leave. And I hear this waterfall in the living room and he just, (laughs) and I get the bathroom, get in the bathroom. He goes in the bathroom instead of leaning over the toilet, (laughs) all on the floor, it's splattering on the washer. It's it's some shit out of a movie, right? And and everyone's like, I was such a, I was such a career drunk that I would just go and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to puke. Yeah. (laughs) Flip the lid up. Yeah put my face down there and I tell people if you do that if you want to puke flip the lid put your face in there you're going to throw up yeah because you just look around then you start that's a big ass bug yeah and then you start that's outside folks it's over there yeah. and now it's gone um, but as soon as you accept it it's just like yeah so I would I would I'd get home and I'd go eh I'm going to puke yeah one time I guess I decided that but when I came to I was laying backwards from the toilet mm-hmm. On the kit, on the bathroom floor, which mm-hmm. wasn't that big a bathroom. Yeah. And so my feet were at the toilet. My head was probably at the door. And there was a line of puke down the toilet, which I saw. And I went, well, that's pretty bad. And it was down across up my legs and up my chest. Yeah. So apparently I heaved so hard I like flew backwards. Well, that, <laughs> well, that was so that was the crazy thing. So like everyone got it, but I got it the worst out of everyone because I think part of it for me was I was uh, I was like I haven't thrown up in ten years. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to keep your the streak, streak going. You had your streak on the and, line. But then it was also, yeah. you know, so like it happened, whatever. I felt instantly better. But then I was like, oh, it's all in my beard and stuff. I got to <laughs> get in the shower. Then I got the chills. Then it was like, and then I was like, oh, and then I'm laying down. And I'm trying to sip ginger ale. Can't even get a sip down. I'm like, 
oh fuck like throw up again and i was in the bathroom all like probably eight hours nine hours oh nice and it was one of those things where i i literally only had breakfast in my stomach so like i got to the point where i couldn't even get bile up i was choking on it oh yeah that's awesome and i see i had that with hangovers you could i i heaved good stuff i heaved so much yeah you know that that green yellow shit up and it's all stringy and then after that it's just your you can feel you You can feel it but nothing comes well you can feel your stomach it feels like just turning into a little fucking knotted ball mm-hmm. of flesh. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. And and I had heaved so I'd never thrown up so hard in my life for, you know, eight or nine hours. The next day, I finally like I, I it got to the point where I, I literally went in and flopped down on my bed, like just hanging off the bed and my mom came in. It was probably like ten PM, eleven PM yeah. and she was like are you okay? I said, I think I'm dying. <laughs> she, she said, you literally thought you were dying at one point. And uh, so, and I finally got water. I was able to keep water down because I was so dehydrated. My piss was brown the next morning. It was mm-hmm. absolutely awful. But if, as, for someone who's never experienced that before, and I'm always hydrated like 24-7, I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, the next morning I finally get up and I'm like, my stump, my abs were sore because of how hard <laughs> yep. I was heaving, and because I had thrown up so much, I was like yep. the thinnest I had ever been. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, you cut, baby. Holy, f- yeah. I was like, I have like, I, I kind of had abs in the mirror. I was like, "Holy shit!" But um, yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah, I went one of the trips to Seattle first time for the we called them Loosh fests mm-hmm. for the absent thing, and I had the first multi day one of our group, and then they had one in Seattle, and it was a clusterfuck. We weren't in Seattle. We were at a fucking motel. Yeah. Outside of Seattle. And the guy that took us, he goes, we're going to go downtown. Oh, cool. Because we haven't been there. This whole group of us. Yeah. And he got a haircut. That's what you went downtown for? Yeah. Oh, I was God. like, yeah. I was like, this is not how you throw a party. So anyway, we did this thing. And it was just, that's the one where I got my eye smashed into the air conditioning unit. It's got tack. It's the one where what what the fuck where the fuck if you listen to my podcast where i woke up in the back seat of a car and didn't know where i was and i had just the band of my underwear with a ten dollar bill stuck in it started listening to that one yeah yeah yeah. i mean i had my pants on but i just had the band of underwear i didn't know where i was um it was that same trip and we went to eat somewhere and one of the guys was a total asshole you talk about the opposite of being kind this guy was a dick to everybody and he was cocking off to the server he got us to move the table and he can sit. So three of the four of us got really bad food poisoning. And I'm pretty sure they went, fuck this asshole. And he didn't. But one guy had to go to the emergency room and got admitted to the hospital. It was so bad and lost a bunch of weight. So I get back. I've got alcohol poisoning, food poisoning. So at that point, I'm okay. But <laughs> I'm feeling really, really fucking bad. And I woke up at night and I had this in my chest like right not acid reflux mm-hmm. you know none of that shit this was it this was heavy they say it's like an elephant stepping on your chest mm-hmm. and that and I felt a pain down my left arm and I went oh my god I went you know what I am not calling 911 get it the fuck over I am ready to die because between the food poisoning the alcohol poisoning I went if I'm having a heart attack god there might be a god take me yeah. out <laughs> this is this is yeah, the yeah. best thing that could happen to me right yeah. about now fucking kill me but it wasn't unfortunately yeah. obviously what did it end up being did you ever find i out? have no idea oh, well it might i, I it might have been a mild infarction <laughs> so i don't <laughs> yeah i don't know but um still here kicking yeah 
And uh, we're gonna wrap this bitch up. I was gonna say, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, so this is living, living large and caffeinated, or, or what was it? What was the other one? So, something on hard. Living large and caffeinated, or fueled by hardness. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, like we said, you know, long story short, um, we did this episode as like a crossover. You know, goodbye episode because it'll probably be this may be the last time we see each other. Probably, realistically. But um, just wanted to uh, do a little something, something special. I'm always terrible at endings. But yeah, just to wrap up. I mean, well, any no. any closing thoughts? Good, lots of chats, lots of catching up, lots of uh, yeah. Life well, plans what I'm going to do is my usual way. I'll probably when he sends him, send him. We do four of these four segments. There's three. There's three. I'll send you. I'll send you each one. I'll yeah, send do you that. And I'll episodes. what I'll do is I'll do one of my intros or make up a special one or some yeah, shit yeah. and put mine up like I do. But he does them uh, staggered. If you're listening to his, you're probably not listening to mine. If you're listening to mine, you may listen to his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's either way, uh, I mean, I guess to just to sign off, if you enjoyed what you heard, follow both the podcasts. You can find Fueled by Coffee podcast. Yeah, and let us know because I have I had one guy that I've known God since I moved out here and he would always let me know and I don't know what happened to the guy oh really I mean I don't know what happened to the guy because I put something up I didn't hear anything I sent him something on Facebook Messenger nothing I waited a while I sent it again I go dude what's going on is everything okay I got a hold of his brother hadn't heard from him I got a hold of his daughter who is with his ex-wife she said no, now that you mention it, I haven't heard anything. Nothing. I got a hold of his, a friend of his. He goes, no, I haven't heard from him since March. That was his last post. So I checked. Um, I found out where he lived. So I checked the uh, obituaries. Nothing. Gone. So he just disappeared. Just disappeared. Wow. Just disappeared. So that was, so now I'm down to half my listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Constable Whitebread, thanks for listening. I'll give a shout out to Connie because Connie comes into the fold and listens to him and he's in uh, flipper and county white bread hit the town if you want to hear that podcast oh about God. us going bar hopping on a yeah. wednesday afternoon when i said what could happen it's a wednesday afternoon oh shit happen <laughs> and then there's Jeannie creeny who's been listening from the beginning and i appreciate Jeannie creeny because she chimes in she'll she'll she's one of those that i'll look in the stats mm-hmm. yeah and she's busted off like fucking six or seven in a day so that's yeah, you know yeah. how that is that's heartening when when you, when you see that yeah yeah but otherwise yeah and for those of you it's one thing i'm not i don't think i have many subscribers that are real do you get those algorithm subscribers all the fake ones yeah Yeah. hey i just wanted to let you know that's a dope track yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just put up like a remix of the doug funny theme song and on my lo-fi page and i got like two of those yeah so anyway it's we we do appreciate anyone who listens because as we had spoken hours ago it's it's a big sloppy podcast world out there and anyone who takes the time to listen to my shit especially or Matt's shit we do appreciate it and it really means a lot to get an actual message through whatever platform that is like just to let let us know I mean we can see who listens Mm -hmm. on in this on SoundCloud but to get a little something it's like a handwritten note yeah it's like a duplex phone call (laughs) well and like what you said earlier about you know people watch movies I just said that to some I think Kayla or I said it to someone yesterday. I was like, you know, not every, you know, who, 
not everyone's going to have or want to devote an hour and a half to listen to my podcast. But if they do, like, I totally appreciate right. it. And, and the thing is, you can stop it and start yeah. it again. Well, that, that's usually what I end up <laughs> doing, like, uh, not to get off topic. When I listen to podcasts, I usually no, It's listen, all about getting off topic. I listen to them on my commutes to and from work. So sometimes it'll, you know, take me two or three commutes to get through one. And it's... But Yeah, when I listened to our first one again, I had yeah. to drive to a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? I was up near Stroudsburg. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is too... I. I really like that, not because it's us. I think it's good. It's entertaining. There is that one little boggy bit, but that's just one little boggy bit yeah. out of something that we were fucking winging, yeah. like we're doing this. And we weren't, neither one of us, we were both new to it. And I mean, it was, I was listening to it because probably when you do something, you're you don't really know what you did. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, because a lot of the time, there's been so many times where I finish a podcast recording and I leave and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. That was... Oh, then, I never do but that. Then, but no, but then as soon yeah. as I get home and I'm listening to it and I'm editing it, I'm like, this is so much better than what I remember. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I said. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. don't. I was with someone listening to some and I went, oh, I haven't... I don't even remember doing this one. And I listened to it and I went... It's not fucking bad. Yeah. I got to say, with the, what I do is different. Some of the stuff, like Anaconda Cock, yeah. you know, or you're, you're, you're a real peach or some of the stupid music shit, or fucked up fairy tales, not everybody's a fan. Yeah. But I don't care because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. But the other stuff I think is engaging enough in its own way, but it's, see, I'm doing my, now I'm doing my podcast. It's engaging in its own way. Yeah. yeah. I did that. Um, so I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm proud of it, but I'm happy with what I put out. But I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know if you did the same thing. I guess you jump right in and start editing. I don't edit. Yeah. I just put the beginning. Well, I put the intro on. I put the 309 underneath. I put the intro on, the outro, if there is one. Usually it's just 309 at the end. Yeah. And I do this, do that. And then months down the road, I go, fuck, what did this even sound yeah. like? Because yeah. I, I don't. I'm in that three partition brain at the time and I don't know exactly right, right, what yeah. I'm doing. I, if I don't do it, I'm gonna say, I was gonna say out of body, but if I don't do it out of my mind, I know it's gonna be horrible. Yeah. If I do it to the point where I'm reading it, oh, it's gonna be just awful. Yeah. And if I do it to the point I'm not paying attention with the, with the tripartite, how's that for a David Foster Wallace <laughs> <laughs> word, tripartite mind, um, it's going to be fucked up too. So yeah. yeah, I have to go. Like I told you, I don't want to see what I look like doing my own podcast. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I've gone back and like recently the other day, I just went back and listened to the very first Fueled by Coffee, the, the Snowpocalypse one. Oh, I like that, that one. That was only 30 minutes long and we literally winged it. I said, hey, let's talk about this. Tell me the yeah, terrible stuff. I like that one a Forgot lot. the pop filters for my microphones. Yeah, We're yeah. holding paper towels. Yeah, and it's crazy because I just started off like, well, uh, this is the first episode of, and now I like, the intro I like I for every season I record a new intro musically or like I have the intro for the specials or and it's like I have the like the way I run things it's just yeah yeah I think I have 20 intros at least I did till yeah. the computer crash but I like think. it's the the lesson is just do something because you love doing it exactly and if it blows up or you get some sort of recognition along the way oh, that's, that's just, just a, a plus that's, that's just, just a, a bonus. bonus or it may make your life hell <laughs> yeah, either you got people really hate, and then you think, pe- and then you people then you think got you're people, like now. I don't know if someone doesn't like it, yeah. but if you become big, you're gonna have lots of people telling yeah. you how much you suck, and, and then you have people thinking you're Post Malone at Dorney Park, <laughs> chilling, <laughs> chilling, chilling Post Malone. Yeah, I I heard the uh, 
the broadcast thing driving in the van they had burr burr i went i got to do an intro i had no idea what it was mm. going to be yeah but then i went and i had to oh i just love doing that shit yeah i thought i'd have one fucking intro i remember telling this guy i was going to do one cheesy intro and then next thing you know i'm knocking off like i said close to 20 of them at some point yeah but uh long you know we're opening it back in we just appreciate any support comments messages uh like i said you can follow money if you want to send money. Yeah, Fueled by Coffee Podcast. We have a link tree through okay, our socials. Okay, you care about money, but I'll take money. Well, wait. No, I was getting into that. Wait. Okay. Through our socials, you can check us out on Instagram at Fueled by Coffee Pod. You can check us out on Twitter or like us on Facebook or all three. Engage with us. We like getting messages, comments. Through our link tree, you can find all the places to listen to us, whether it's SoundCloud or other external apps. We have a coffee fund that you can donate Ooh. to we also have a merch site where you can buy a t-shirt Ooh. or two or buy a couple of mugs so support the pod i really appreciate it even if you just listen and send me a message or leave a comment i really appreciate it, it you know makes me feel good makes me feel nice and warm inside yeah i i got none of that, none of that <laughs> whatsoever but and uh I, and i don't i don't have that uh yeah here's now I'm going to really swing into my podcast voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I can do that, yeah. but I, I usually yeah. I usually don't do that. My sultry jazz voice. So uh, that's, this is for all the ladies out there. That, that's how I started the last one. I said, welcome to Fueled by Coffee, sultry, I can't even hear you sultry jazz edition. But uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate everyone's support. And I'm, you know, Mike feels the same all way. All right, quit sucking their dicks. You said that 60 yeah. times. Yeah. No, it's. I yeah. guess you're, you're begging for a dick sucking. I can get that anytime I want. <laughs> well, from not from a stranger. Well, I guess from strangers because you look like Post Malone. <laughs> All right. And with that, uh, I'm going to sign off now. Check us out on social media. Check out the other episodes. You'll find something you like. I guarantee it. And Mike. what I'm going to say on my end is probably for the last time from high above Route 309 here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. From the skybox, the very bare skybox now because I gave away, sold, I didn't sell anything. I gave away, <laughs> threw away, um, and donated almost all my shit. Let's listen to that 309 traffic one last time. Well, I'm going to put it under. Yeah. I put it under my, I fake it, people. But if Matt wants to, he could stick his microphone out the window. Yeah. Are we done? We're done. Bye-bye. <laughs>